morning I want to continue. I want to go to Romans chapter 12, Lindsay, uh, verse number 1. And you can do that in either the King James or the uh, New American Standard. What a, that's fine. That's fine. And uh, we want to continue. We, we went through the gifts, and I want to finish up that chapter. You know, we think of, of uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 13 as the love chapter in the Bible. Well, in actuality, the whole Bible is, is love. But Romans chapter 12 is not so often looked at as being a chapter speaking about love, but it is. Romans chapter 12 speaks uh, deeply about loving God and loving one another. And uh, so we want to finish up on chapter Romans chapter 12 uh, this morning. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1 says that, Be, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And verse number 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But be ye transformed. Be ye transformed. Being transformed means that God's desire for you and I is to be transformed. God wants a transformation to take place in our lives. When God came into our life and when we called upon the name of the Lord Jesus and said, Jesus, come into my life and save me. Take away my sin. Wash me clean. God came into our lives and cleansed us of our sin. He's our Savior and our Lord. But God's never intended to wash us clean and walk away from us and leave us unchanged. God, the minute He washed us clean, He wants a transformation to begin, or a transformation has begun in our lives. That we are no longer, now that Jesus washed us clean and has come into our life, remember, we said He came in bearing what? Gifts, right? He came in, He washed us clean, and He came in bearing a gift for each and every one of us. Because, why? Because Jesus, the Bible says that I am a new what? Creation or a new creature in Christ, which means literally that I am being transformed into the image of who? Of Jesus. God is at work in our lives, transforming us. You know, making us go from what we were or are into something new and beautiful. God is taking us on a journey of transformation. And God never wants us, His intention is never for us to remain the same as we are. And when we get to heaven, He's going to transform us even there into something beyond our comprehension. Good. But God began a transforming work in our lives and it's ongoing. But we need to be willing to say, yes, Lord, change me, transform me. That's why we come to service. God wants to transform us and we have to be willing to say, Lord, change me. Transform me. I don't want to be the same today as I was yesterday. Change me. Begin to work. And God is so desirous for us to be transformed. 
the army had a saying, be the best you can be. Join the armed forces. Join whether it be the army, the air force, the marines, whatever, navy, whatever. Be the best you can be. And that's what God says to us. When we come into that new life in Christ, it's like God saying, I want you to be the best you can be for my glory and for my namesake. And so God begins a good work in us. God triggers it, activates it, and He gets a good work going in us. And He gives us all the equipment and all the tools that are necessary to get the, to accomplish the transformation or to get it underway. So God wants a transformation to be underway in our lives. And part of that transformation, it says that be ye transformed. Okay. What, how does the part of that transformation begin? And he gives it right clear. The be ye transformed by the renewing of your what? Mind. Why does our mind need to go under a transformation? Because now we've become aware of this. Whoa! There's a Bible that is filled with the living Word of God. Now, how many of you grew up unsaved reading the Bible and believing it to be the Word of God? No, our mind was filled with all kinds of of things. We went to school and we learned all kinds of things, but did we learn about relationship with God? Did we learn about who God is and what God's desire is and that He loves us? No, we never learned that stuff. We learned one plus one is two and, and two plus two is four and, uh, you know, and, uh, let's go to school and then out the door, you know, something like whatever. But our mind now has to be re- renewed, focused on the Word of God. This is our life right here. Jesus is the living Word of God. He's come into our life, and now we have to start the process of becoming what is called disciples. Yeah, disciple is a learner under discipline. A learner that is sitting at the feet of Jesus, learning, absorbing the Word of God. And that's why Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, that is why we open the back room there and we put a tag on there. It says Sunday school. And in Sunday school, we teach the Word of God that transforms our mind. Because we want to be obedient to the Word of God. We want to bring ourselves along. We're on a journey of transformation. And unless we place ourselves in that place where our mind can hear the Word of God and be taught the Word of God and have our mind changed and transformed, that's how it begins, by the renewing of our mind. And so we have to find ways, whether it be Sunday school is an excellent way to come, to hear our mind, to have our mind transformed. Saturday at at married couples is getting our minds transformed about relationships. We need transformation of our mind concerning relationships. We all do. I'm not saying we have bad marriages or bad relationships, but they can be much, much better. They can be enhanced and enriched beyond realms that we can't comprehend. And so we get into that place where we can have our minds renewed by the Word of God. Remember, it's all about Jesus, the living Word of God, who wants to transform us and change us. And if we don't take ourselves and put ourselves... In verse number 1, just scroll back, please, Lindsay. Uh, she is so wonderful on that. Romans chapter 12, 1 says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, that means your body, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
Meaning we have a choice. We know that we have to be transformed and renew our mind. But it's a sacrifice to get our body to where our ear can hear. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It's a sacrifice to get our bodies out of bed, to put it in the church or Sunday school Sunday morning so that we can get to that place. It's a sacrifice, but it says, present present your bodies, all right? Drag your body along. Take your body wherever it needs to be so that your mind, your mind can't come out of your body and go to Sunday school without your body, can it? Wouldn't it be weird if a bunch of brains just started going in there and, and say, hey, where's the body? Oh, they're home sleeping. You know? Brains just don't get out and float around and go to Sunday school. But the body has to bring the brain, right? But what drives the body? The spirit. That spirit that is in you has to say, body, get out of bed. And your body says, I don't want to. And your spirit's got to say, I'm commanding you, get out of bed. You know, like my wife, I command her, get out of bed, we gotta go to church. You know? And so we have to get out of, we have to get our bodies in that place where our minds can be renewed and transformed by the Word of God. We, it's a sacrifice. Sacrifice means a not, you know, a not a pleasant choice or experience. Sacrifice, there's always a, a cost. You know, you gotta force it. A little. So, but the Bible tells us, present your bodies a living sacrifice so that we can be transformed because God wants us to be full of the Word. Full of the Word. And we can't get full of the Word if we're not putting ourselves in that place where we get full of the Word. That's why God has established the church. We can stay home and read the Bible, you could say. Well, yes, you can and you should do that, read the Bible. But the Lord says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some is. But get together for the renewing of your mind, for the transformation that's ongoing, that we need. I need it. You need it. We need it. Everybody needs transformation. And together we bring ourselves to that place where God transforms us. And God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We cannot leave the Holy Spirit out of the transformation process. He is a key. An element is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, Jesus said, that when I go, I will send the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, to be with you always, and He will teach you and bring into remembrance everything I said. Well, where is He going to bring it into remembrance? In Sunday school? In, in married couples? in the pulpit on Sunday morning when when there's preaching or teaching going on. But when you bring and present your bodies sacrificially into that place where you can receive, then the Holy Spirit unlocks and imparts and, and He just seals within us the things that we need that transform our lives. we got to get ourselves to that place where we can be transformed by the, by the Word of God. And... Here, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, if you scroll up now, Lindsay, as we began, verse number 3, as we began this here, we says that, see, the Bible tells us here, present your bodies a living sacrifice to bring it to that place where you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? We got that? 
bring your bodies to the place where you can be transformed. Now, what we've been preaching on for the last uh, four times that we got together, uh, other than when the missionary was here, he goes on to say that he has given everyone in the body of Christ a gift. And we went over that, didn't we? Prophecy, teaching, right? We we get in all of the serve, right? To encourage, right? What else? Givers and, and what else? Leaders and mercy, right? All those gifts he has given. He goes through the whole thing and he says, as we had been preaching, that those gifts that he has given to operate in the body and to the body is for the building up and encouragement of the body to keep the body healthy and growing in that process of what? Transformation. God gives us gifts to help us along, all of us, as we gather together. That's why we can't stay home and say, oh, I could read and study and have my mind renewed at home. Well, that's not what the Word of God teaches if you look at the whole of Scripture. The Bible says, get yourself into the body of Christ and God gives gifts in the body to help that transformation process along. We need the black and white, the, the gift of prophecy, don't we? We need the teachers that teach Sunday school. We need the servers. We need the givers. We need the exhorters. We need all the leadership. We need the mercy. We need all of that stuff together. And so, But the Bible says to do it all in love. That if we don't operate in love, the Bible says even in Corinthians, or whatever, we're like clanging symbols. We just getting together, making a loud noise, you know, and you say, oh, well, the Bible says make a joyful noise to the Lord. Yes, it does, but not in that, you know, not with that sense. The Lord gives us gifts to operate in and through love. From verse 12.3 to 12.8, it tells you be transformed, present your bodies a living sacrifice that you may be, be transformed. Then it goes on to give a list of gifts given to the body for the edification and build-up and encouragement of one another to keep us growing and keep us healthy. And then, once he gives the listing of all those gifts that the body has to help each other along, right? Then he comes on and says, let love be without dissimulation. Or what that word means is, uh, let love be sincere. Hate that which is evil. Abhor means to hate. Hate that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. So the Bible wants us to come together where the giftings are and to have a sincere love for one another. Look at the person next to you and say, I love you. And we need to do that. That's our attitude. When we come to service, we need to come in love, loving one another, caring about one another, bringing our gifting that we have, the gifting that God has put in us, bringing it to the to the to the time we have together and using it, taking that gift and letting it flow so that we can be a, a true blessing to one another. And uh, and so it says, let that gift flow in love, work through love, and love one another sincerely. God's desire is that we would love each other sincerely. You know, not with just a smile on our face saying, I love you, but I wish, you know. But God wants a sincere love to flow from us. And how do we do that? Only by the transformation. Only by God transforming our mind and our heart and our soul, our spirit, 
only by being transformed can we truly begin to love one another the way God wants us to love one another, the way God loves us, you know? And so it all begins with love, and it all holds together in love, and it all works through love. And the Bible says here, cleave, attach yourself to that which is good. The body of Christ, the church that the Lord has established is good. Say the church is good. The church is good. It's a good place when you sacrifice your body, getting it up in the morning, getting it dressed, get, looking in the mirror and going beyond the mirror to, to, you know, to get yourself uh, looking good and, and getting out to church here, you know, and, and getting yourself into that place of transformation. You're cleaving, you're sticking, you're attaching yourself to that which is good. Hold your place there and go with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 15. And I want to, uh, talking about attaching yourself to that which is good. It's a choice. We choose what we attach ourselves to. We choose what we want to sacrifice getting our body over to. And in Luke chapter number 15, and uh, I guess I'll start with verse number 15. The story of the prodigal son. We've heard this, the story of the prodigal son. The father had a son and, and he had, he provided everything for the son. The son didn't lack anything. There was nothing that he, the father would not provide for or give to the son. But the son went to the father one day and he says, give me my inheritance. Give me some, you know, write me out a check. I want to go, you know, get out of here. And so the, the father, you know, his heart was breaking, but he, he gave it to the son and let him go because the, that was his choice, wasn't it? It was the son's choice. Was it the father's choice? No. Did it hurt the father to see him go from that place where the father's love was and provision was? Yeah. How many of us walked away from the presence of God? You know, even before we were saved, we, we went our own way, didn't we? We says, ah, I got the riches of this world. I got my own gifts and talents. I got, I got plenty of, of, of things and I could go my own way and do my own thing. And the Bible says here in verse number 15 that the son, the prodigal son, it says that he went and attached himself, verse 15, and he went and joined. That word means attached. Uh, it means to cl he cleaved or attached himself to a citizen of another country or a foreign country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. You see, if we attach ourselves to, to, to our jobs, you see, here he attached himself to a man who uh, said he was going to hire him and, and pay him. And he sent him to work in to feed the swine. This, this, this man that he attached himself to didn't care about him. This, the man who hired him, wasn't, he wasn't his son. He didn't care about him. He's seen a laborer. He's seen someone that he can use for profit and for gain. And it says that he attached himself to this man, and this man put him to work feeding swine. And it came to be where he worked and worked, but he didn't earn. He couldn't, he, he attached himself to something that couldn't satisfy or meet his needs. If we attach ourselves to our jobs, and our job keeps us away from the house of the Lord, we're depriving ourselves of, of that which will profit us and provide for us. When we attach ourselves to things that will keep us away from a, from married couples on Saturday, we're, we're, we're depriving ourselves of that place of blessing. Who we attach ourselves to and what we attach ourselves to, number one, we have to attach ourselves to Jesus, number one. 
Jesus has to be the number one in our life. He's the Word of God. Say, He's the Word of God. And the Word of God has to renew our what? Our mind. We have to attach to the Word of God. We gotta lock into the Word of God and say, this is, I'm attached to this. I need the Word of God to renew my mind. I need to be transformed. Say, I need to be transformed by the Word of God.